What college outcome is more important, a quality biblical education or a professional degree? Why not both? At Emmaus Bible College, you don't have to choose between a highly marketable professional degree and a transformational encounter with God's Word. This is relevant because the workforce, our churches, and communities need more than just college graduates. They need moral, ethical professionals who lead by serving and excel by honoring Christ in their career. This is what we do best, and we think it's a great value. A lot of schools can teach you how to get a job. Not many places can teach you how to live life well, and Emmaus Bible College did that for me. In addition to offering students two majors for the price of one, Emmaus programs are affordable, competitively priced at nearly half the national average for private undergraduate institutions and offering generous scholarships for Christian character and academic achievement. Over 95% of our students receive some sort of financial aid. We are an exceptional value. And by God's grace, we are also effective in our mission. Recent graduates can be found employed or ministering in over 33 countries of the world. Our students are highly employable. Emmaus graduates of professional programs consistently find employment in their field or related field. And our graduation rate is 29% higher than the national average for comparable private colleges. Emmaus prepared me to serve Christ as a teacher. Emmaus prepared me to serve Christ as a business owner. Emmaus prepared me to serve Christ as a nurse. Emmaus prepared me to serve Christ as a senior network administrator. As we've grown, we've added new programs, including applied mathematics, computer science, pre-professional health sciences, and cross-cultural nursing. We've added new delivery methods, including online courses through Emmaus Distance Learning, two summer study sessions, and a degree completion program designed for adult learners, each adding value and flexible options for students. We've added new experiences, such as the Archaeology Field School at Tel Gezer in Israel and Teacher Education Field Studies in Tennessee and Germany. Our teacher education programs of study combine research-based classroom practices, over 180 hours of clinical experiences, and a year-long student teaching internship to prepare teacher candidates to be innovative yet sound in their professional practice. A value-added feature of our preparation program is a week-long teaching internship in either Tennessee or Germany, giving our students a real-life opportunity to teach the unit they have prepared and to adapt lessons to students' learning needs. Our students and their parents know Emmaus to be an affordable college with trusted Bible teaching, rigorous academic programs, relevant internships, competitive athletic programs, and marketable degrees. All delivered in an atmosphere that is conducive to personal and spiritual growth. We continue a long-standing pattern of close, personal interaction between faculty, staff, and students. We call it the Emmaus Experience, and we truly believe that it sets us apart. I first experienced Emmaus as a parent. The things I appreciated about my son's education are being carried forward for future generations of Emmaus students. We have a rich heritage and a bright outlook, and I'm excited about shaping the hearts and minds of our future servant leaders. 
To learn more about Emmaus Bible College, visit our website at www.emmaus.edu. Good morning, Boulevard Bible Chapel. Is it okay if I move the podium to the middle? Nobody's offended. We're okay. Good morning. Good morning to each of you. It is a pleasure. It's a privilege. It's my delight to be with you. My name is John Glock, and I hail from Dubuque, Iowa. I'm one of the vice presidents at Emmaus Bible College, and we count it an honor to uh, be able to share just a, a word or two about Emmaus. I'm excited uh, to see what's going on here at, at Boulevard. Uh, all these young people, uh, a lot of energy, a lot of life, a lot of enthusiasm uh, in this local body of believers. That's a, of encouragement to me. And I just want to say that I think they all should come to Emmaus. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Let's have them all come to Emmaus. We can work out a, a Boulevard Bible Chapel scholarship. We can talk about that after. <laughs> we'll lock them in right now at today's tuition rate. Seriously, greetings from Emmaus Bible College. We are, we are entering our 75th year. We're celebrating 75 years this particular year, 75 years of God's faithfulness to his ministry at Emmaus Bible College. I want to encourage you to go to Emmaus.edu. Brother Aaron mentioned that uh, that Emmaus uh, of today is not the same uh, Emmaus of days gone by. Uh, and, and that is the case. Uh, we offer a, a lot more programs, a lot more uh, degrees and, and so forth. Uh, but without uh, apology, uh, our middle name is Bible. And so uh, we hold that near and dear and we will not compromise that in any way. Every student that comes to Emmaus for a bachelor's program receives a bachelor's in Bible and a bachelor's in uh, a degree of choice. Our mission statement simply says that we love to, for God's glory, it doesn't say that we love to, but we purpose to, for God's glory, to educate and equip uh, learners, to educate and equip learners to impact the world for Christ. Uh, We love to train and educate and equip learners for both ministry and the marketplace. So we have some information on the table. Uh, If you want to learn more about Emmaus, take a brochure or two. I encourage you to go to emmaus.edu. That's the best place to learn who we are and what we currently have to offer. And another great opportunity to learn more about Emmaus is to come. Come. How many of you have been to to Dubuque, Iowa and Emmaus Bible College? A few of you. Julio is a board member. Several graduates uh, are represented here. Um, Dave Bosworth and family are heading up in early October. We have an event called Discovery Mass Weekend. It's a chance for students, prospective students, to come to Dubuque and discover who we are and what we have to offer. So if you have young people uh, who might be interested in uh, Bible education, uh, training for ministry, and uh, a professional degree, training for the marketplace, uh, encourage them to come check us out. More could be said. Uh, we're pleased to have Julio serving on our board and many graduates uh, here at Boulevard Bible. And so celebrate with the 75 years. Pray with us and come to our website and learn more about us. I invite you to turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 5, my friends. Hebrews chapter 5. And as you're turning, allow me to also extend greetings from my father. Some of you know my dad, Dave Glock. Uh, he said to say hello. So uh, 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 a formal uh, greeting from my dad, Dave. Also greetings from my wife. 
My wife, Katie, and, and our children, Anna Kate is 10, uh, starts fourth grade tomorrow. Uh, Jonathan David is seven, starts second grade tomorrow. Uh, I was supposed to fly home tomorrow, uh, but I'm sneaking out later this afternoon, and uh, hopefully we'll surprise them to help drop them off on the first day uh, at Providence, uh, excuse me, at Tri-State Christian School. Uh, so greetings from uh, G-Force. That's what we like to call our family. Uh, Katie, my wife. Uh, of 12 years this coming October, and our two kiddos. You need to know that uh, we, we as a family do ministry together. So I might be standing before you, uh, but my wife and kids are praying as daddy's gone, uh, and we serve the Lord Jesus together. So greetings uh, from G-Force, uh, if you will. Uh, Hebrews chapter 5. Uh, I was excited to hear, uh, as Brother Bosworth told me, that, that you have been going through Pilgrim's Progress uh, and this is a favorite passage of mine that, that really talks about how we can uh, progress, grow in God's goodness and grace. I don't think Scripture is formulaic. I don't think there's uh, uh, necessarily uh, exact patterns that, that we have to follow in order to, to grow. But you will see a pattern here that, that we, we can follow that will help us grow in God's goodness and grace. And so... Uh, I trust that you'll be encouraged as we look at this passage and convicted as needed. And may we all continue to grow in God's goodness and grace. I need to tell you, I'm going to need seven volunteers, seven volunteers at the end of this message uh, to help us demonstrate in in theatrical form uh, what this pattern is all about. So think about volunteering. If you're not willing, uh, I am willing to volunteer you. Uh, and so we'll get that done together. So seven volunteers in a little while, in a little while. Don't be afraid. You're going to make it through this tough time. Let's uh, let's pray, asking asking God to help us uh, as we open his word together. Father, we we praise you for the privilege of gathering together as we've done today. Uh, what a freedom. What a what a privilege we have in, in this country of ours to still gather in this form and fashion. We thank you that we were able to already Remember the Lord Jesus Christ, who he is and what he has done for us. We thank you for the privilege of opening your word now. Uh, And we ask that you would teach us, take away distractions, whatever they might be, and teach us whatever it is you want us to learn. Father, I praise you for Boulevard Bible Chapel. I thank you for what is going on here, what you're doing for uh, in and through these people for your namesake and glory. We pray that you will continue to lead and guide and protect these folks and this local body, that they might uh, indeed be faithful to what it is that you've called them to. Thank you for the encouragement of the kiddos from early childhood, learning the sacred writings that are able to make them wise. We praise you for that. We pray, praise you for the life uh, that is represented here. And we pray that this, this local church would continue to shine brightly for your glory. We thank you for Emmaus Bible College also, Father. We thank you for 75 years. And we pray that as you provide and lead, uh, that you will continue to sustain this ministry and that it would, would thrive for your glory as well. Training young, young men and women, educating young men and women for ministry in the marketplace, to impact the world for Christ. Pray for those who might have interest in the coming days to, to come study with us. Lead them and guide them. We desperately need young men and women who know you uh, and want to follow you and make a difference in this indifferent world. And we pray that might be, uh, Emmaus might be used mightily to prepare folks for that. 
We thank you for the chance to take a peek at your word today. Uh, Encourage us, convict us, uh, challenge us, teach us as you'd like, and take away distractions, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So the author of Hebrews, whoever that might be, really wants to talk about how great a high priest we have. The Lord Jesus Christ, he says in in verse 11 of chapter 5, concerning him, concerning him, we have much to say. Isn't that a great statement? Concerning the Lord Jesus, we have we have much to say. I would like to say more about him. The author is saying he is the greatest. And that's one of the themes of Hebrews, isn't it? Uh, How great a high priest we have uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's saying in verse 11, I'd love to say more, but there's a problem. There's a problem that has occurred. Uh, there's a condition that uh, is, is found in the people that are receiving this particular instruction and epistle. It's a condition that I think some of us have had uh, over the years. Uh, maybe it's your condition today. You see, the author says concerning him, we have much to say, but you have this problem. You have become dull of hearing. Dull of hearing. It literally, it literally means this. It means that you are, are heavy in the ears. You have become dull of hearing. It's as if you are saying, it's as if they were saying, you know what? I know all that I need to know. This is uh, not new information for me. I'm not interested It's the idea of putting one's hands over their ears and saying, I don't want to listen anymore. They become dull of hearing. I'm uh, hoping to fly out uh, uh, this afternoon. I was scheduled to fly out tomorrow, but I thought if I can get home, surprise the kids, drop them off at school, that'd be a great thing. And so uh, I appreciate you praying that all connections are made and you know how that goes uh, from time to time. But uh, on occasion, I, I will have my ears pop. Uh, uh, when I enter the higher uh, elevation, right? Have you experienced that? Some of you have done uh, uh, mountain climbing or perhaps you've had swimmer's ear. And you know what it's like to have uh, a condition where you cannot hear as well as you normally can. That was the story with this, these people. They were heavy in the ears. They were dull of hearing. And the author says, I want to tell you more about how great the Lord Jesus Christ is, but I can't. Because you have become dull of hearing. He goes on to say, and you have you have need. Listen to what it says in verse 11 concerning him. We have much to say, and it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. Verse 12, he says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. There's a lot that's being said in verse 12. And I want to begin with this concept of time. And I want to ask you a question. I'll even open the floor for you to comment uh, and share your number with us if you would like. My question for you is this. What is your number? What is your number? And let me explain. We all know what it's like to to have a number, uh, to wear a uniform. You, you need to take this by faith. But I, I used to play a lot of football and baseball and basketball. I, I don't play any of those anymore. I play golf. Uh, and, and that's about it. 
but I used to have uniforms and I used to have a number. My number for football was 56. I was an offensive center and, uh, and loved the game, still do. My number was 56. For baseball, I had a number. For basketball, I had a number. My question for you today is this. What is your number in regards to how long you have known the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? I'm 47. I think I've been thinking most of this year that I'm 48. But I'm not. I'm 47. That was kind of a nice surprise. I'm 47. And and I trust that the Lord uh, uh, approximately at the age of seven. So my math is easy this morning. Uh, My number is 40. My number is 40. I want you to do simple math, if you will. And I want you to come up with your number. How long have you known the Lord Jesus? And if you're willing and if it's okay, I'd love to hear some numbers. How long have you known the Lord? I've done this in, in audiences like this, and, and some engineers sometimes take out a, a pad and, and, and a pen and start writing down the numbers and adding them all up. So if you want to do that, great. But let's just hear a few numbers. How long have you known the Lord Jesus? 36. I heard 36. 14. 16. 69. 69. I heard a 34. 69. 45. Amen. 30. I feel like I'm at an auction. Do I hear 20, 20, 20, 20, sold to the lady in the second row. 54 years. 54 years? Amen. Amen. Others? I'd love to hear one. Wouldn't that be cool? Someone who just trusted in Christ? Maybe some of those kiddos just recently 15 have? Years. How many? 15. 15. Come on. 15 years. Others? Eight. Eight. Anybody else? How long have you known the Lord Jesus? What's your number? 28. We could go on and on and on, couldn't we? Do you recognize, realize that there are hundreds, hundreds of years represented in this room that we have known the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior? Maybe as I ask you the question, your answer is, I don't know. Or maybe your answer is, I I don't know Him as my Savior. And so may I suggest to you that today might be the day For you to recognize that you're a sinner in need of a Savior. And you begin that relationship with Christ. The author of Hebrews says, you know what? A lot of time has gone by. You folks have known the Lord for a long time. And it ought to be this, that as time has marched on, you have been learning and studying and growing in God's goodness and grace. Progressing. More and more like the Savior, spiritually mature. But he says, unfortunately, because of your condition, that you're dull of hearing, you have to go back to kindergarten. Can you imagine that? That's like a nightmare. You're dreaming and in your adult body, you're sitting in those little chairs in kindergarten. Can you imagine going back? Going back to... Sunday school where you learn the ABCs, the elementary principles of the oracles of God. Can you imagine that? There's been movies, haven't there, where adults in adult bodies have gone back to kindergarten. What a convicting statement that the author of Hebrews makes. Enough time has gone by where you ought to be teaching. 
But instead, you need to be retaught. You need to go back to Sunday school or kindergarten. Look at verse 12 with me again. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have this need. You have need for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. He uses a great illustration. He uses an illustration that I love. He uses the illustration of food. Of food. And he uses the illustration of milk and solid food. And he qualifies it and he makes it clearly understood that that milk is a good thing. And solid food is a good thing. But they have a, a particular and specific audience. Milk is by design supposed to be for whom? You help me. Babies, babies, those who are immature spiritually, milk. And then there's this concept called solid food. Solid food is for the mature. Now, given the choice, let's just think. Lunch is around the corner. Given the choice, which would you prefer this afternoon? Milk or solid food? Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Listen, imagine if you went home or more likely you went out to eat and they brought to your table a a bottle of milk warm and a little glass jar of Gerber's baby food. That would be appropriate only for whom? The babies. babies. Last night I had the privilege to dine uh, with some brothers in Christ. And let me just tell you, we enjoyed Some solid food. Solid food. I won't go into the detail because you would begin to salivate and want me to close in prayer. But solid food is for the mature. Solid food is for the mature. And he's saying to people that should be dining on the good stuff, you need to go back to a baby diet. So much time has passed by. That you ought to be teaching, but you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. And have come to need, unfortunately, milk and not solid food. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask us this question. Have we grown spiritually this last year? Have we grown spiritually this last year? Are you more mature spiritually today, August 28th, I think, than you were last August 28th? Is it the 28th? Have you been using time the right way and have been growing and developing your spiritual diet? Or have you come to need milk and not solid food? He goes on to say in verse 13, the following for everyone. For everyone who who partakes, verse 13, for everyone who partakes only of milk. What a terrible thing, huh? Everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to, it says, accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant If milk is your only consumption spiritually, if that's all you're dining on, 
What you're missing out on, what I'm missing out on, if that's my reality, is being at home with, accustomed to, familiar with the word of righteousness. What does your text say? In verse 13, for everyone who partakes only of milk, New American Standard I'm reading from says, is not accustomed to the word of righteousness. Some translations will say is uh, not familiar, is unfamiliar with. The word of righteousness. How many of you uh, have a, a, a favorite chair at home? Everybody knows it's your chair. Don't mess with your chair. When you're home, you're in your chair. It's that place where you are, are, are most comfortable. And, and actually the chair has, has kind of been uh, shaped and molded into your, uh, into your uh, body type, if you will. You are at home with, you are accustomed to that particular chair, familiar with, comfortable. That's the idea. And he says this to us. He says, listen, if all you're dining on as time marches by, if all you're dining on is milk, guess what you miss out on? You, you miss out on the good stuff, solid food. But you also miss out on being familiar with, at home with, accustomed to this book, the word of righteousness. Would it be said of us today that we're at home with this book? That we're comfortable with it? That we're familiar with it? That we are accustomed to it? Verse 13 says this, for everyone who partakes only of milk, is not accustomed to the word of righteousness. For he is an infant. He is spiritually immature. He is not, she is not where he is uh, supposed to be. She is supposed to be in regards to how long they have known the Lord Jesus Christ and what they have done over that time period with his word. Verse 14 says this. But solid food, solid food, my friends, is the good stuff. I remember when we celebrated with our children. Oh, look, she's eating. Anna Kate's eating cereal. Look, Jonathan David is eating cereal. He's eating. We celebrated Cheerios uh, moving from from milk to to solid food. It's it's the natural progression that one uh, experiences when they mature physically. And it's true spiritually as well. He says in verse 14, the author of Hebrews, listen to this. But solid food is for the mature. It would be appropriate as you're thinking, what are we going to have for lunch? It would be appropriate to think about what is your spiritual diet today? If you had to pick one or the other, would it be milk? That is your daily consumption or, or solid food spiritually? That is your, your daily consumption. Let me tell you, it doesn't happen through osmosis. It doesn't happen through taking a, a, a special pill that will help you mature and grow spiritually. It takes hard work. It takes discipline. It takes individual commitment to being in the Word of God. 
I shared yesterday as we had a, a, a day called Emmaus Day, just sharing about who we are and, and what we have to offer and giving folks a taste. Uh, I said yesterday this statement, and I'll, I'll say it again this morning, uh, quoting uh, Spurgeon. He said that when a Christian is cut, they ought to bleed Bible. When a Christian is cut, they ought to bleed Bible. D.L. Moody had written on the inside a cover of his Bible, This book will keep me from sin, or sin will keep me from this book. I had a prof who used to say, Prof Hendricks, Howard Hendricks, who used to say that dusty Bibles lead to dirty lives. Let me just tell you this. There's no ATM to this. There's no instant uh, microwavable meal that will cause us to spiritually grow like that. It takes discipline and hard work. Wouldn't you love it? If I could take, you could take your Bibles and slip them under your pillows at night. And as you sleep, the word of God goes into your mind and heart. Wouldn't that be a beautiful thing? It doesn't work that way. The author of Hebrews says, see it with me in verse 14. But, but solid food is for, is for the mature who because of something very important have their senses trained to tell the difference between right and wrong. Have their senses trained to discern uh, between good and evil. Uh, there's a word in there that, that I don't want to uh, move on by too quickly. It says this, but, but solid food is for the mature who because of what? Practice in the New American Standard. Practice. Your, your translation might say, who because of reason of use, does yours say that? Who because of practice, who because of reason of use. If you had, and I, I will not pretend to be a Greek scholar, but if you had uh, a Greek New Testament here this very morning, or if you had a Bible that, that transliterated the Greek word into English, you know what the word for practice or reason of use would look like? It's a great word, a familiar word to us. You know what it would look like? It's the word uh, gymnazo or gymnasium. It's this idea of practicing. It's this idea of over and over and over and over and over and over spending time in it who by reason of use, who by reason of practice. It's one thing to be under the Word of God. You're under it right now. It's one thing to be under the Word of God, the instruction of the Word of God. It's another thing to be in it on your own. I love just sitting over there watching these little ones coming up. I like watching uh, parents too. That was fun. But I love watching the little ones come up and, and memorizing Scripture. That's a good thing. Are you doing that? Practicing over and over and over and over and over and over again. How many of you, uh, and I know there's all kinds of drama related to this, but how many of you nevertheless enjoyed uh, tuning in to the Olympics? I'm a big fan of the Olympics. I enjoyed watching the Olympics. I always have. This year there was a special, I don't know if you saw it, there was a special on the Corollis. Did anybody tune in and see that special on the Corollis? Uh, they are they are coaches. 
uh, of gym, uh, of gymnasts. Uh, and Bella Caroli uh, coached a little gymnast, uh, gym, a gymnast years ago named Nadia. Do you anybody, do any, do any of you remember Nadia Komenich? Komenichi, depending on how you pronounce. She was on this special that they ran this Olympics as well. And they showed pictures of Nadia when she would land. Perfect tens. Perfect tens. Perfect tens. And there was, there was a, a, a guy who worked for uh, the wide, wide world of sports back in the day named Jim McKay. Anybody remember Jim McKay? I'm dating myself. But Jim McKay uh, was interviewing Nadia. And Jim McKay was ecstatic for her. He was more excited than Nadia was. And he went up to Nadia and said, Nadia, how do you feel? You just had three perfect tens. This is unbelievable. And Nadia was composed and stayed. And she simply declared, you know what? I did, I did ten of those earlier today in practice. And as that statement was made, they panned on the television to a dungy gym where Bella Caroli, who later became our coach, that's how we do it. Bella Caroli was training these young gymnasts and he would make this statement. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. I have the same accent for any any dialect. Do it again. Do it again. Do it over. Do it over. And these young gymnasts would just repeat time and time and time again the exercises, the routines, so that it was natural for them to nail perfect tens. Because of reason of use, because of practice, they were trained. That's what the author is saying here. As time marches on, As time passes by, my number is 40. What's your number? As time marches by, it is supposed to be that we are doing it again. And we are doing it over. And we are doing it again. And we are doing it over. And we are spending time, if you will, in God's gym. Practicing, practicing, practicing. So it becomes automatic. Automatic. I love being involved at Emmaus Bible College. And let me just say, I realize what time it is, but let me just say nonetheless that we desperately, do you hear me say that? We desperately need young men and young women who know what the Word of God says, who are trained in the Word of God. And you're doing a great job of that here who are familiar with the word of righteousness, young men and young women who believe in the truth of God's word and want to spend time in it. And so at Emmaus, we love training, educating and equipping through an institution that is fully accredited, just like the University of Florida, Florida State University of Miami. We love training young men and young women preparing them for ministry in the marketplace because we we need desperately now People who know the difference between what is right and what is wrong. Have you noticed we live in a land, we live in a country, we live in a culture that doesn't believe in such a thing? Pick any arena and we find cultural chaos. We see it politically, don't we? It's kind of a mess right now. We see it socially, don't we? Marriage is being redefined. Genders are being redefined. 
We desperately need to be able to see and to say and to discern what is right and what is wrong. And I'm here to say this to you unapologetically. We cannot do it without knowing what God's word has to say. Listen to how it concludes. Verse 14. But solid food is for the mature who, because of practice, reason of use, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. We can know the difference between right and wrong. We can know the difference between good and evil. We can have an understanding, a discernment between what the world says is okay and what God's Word says is okay. And that only comes through spending time in His book. So there's, there's three payoffs that I want you to see. If we... If we do with God's word what we are supposed to do. And then seven volunteers, if you will. Three results. If we, as time marches on, spend time in God's gym, if you will, practicing, 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 redeeming the time. There are three great results. Here they are. Don't miss them. Number one is this. We get to dine on the good stuff. Solid food. Julio, we had a great meal last night, did we not? Solid food. I'm a fan. Solid food. If we spend time in God's word and do with it what we're supposed to, we get to dine on the good stuff. Solid food. Number two, here's here's a beautiful payoff. Not only do we get to dine on the good stuff, solid food. Number two, we get to become accustomed to, familiar with, at home with the word of righteousness. Because we have been there and done that, we're, we're accustomed to and, and familiar with the word of God. Payoff number two. Number one, solid food. Number two, a familiarity with God's word, accustomed to the word of righteousness. Number three, we're able to tell the difference between right and wrong. We're able to discern between good and evil. And that doesn't come through osmosis. That doesn't come through any ATM. That comes through holy sweat as we spend time in God's gym. Seven folks, if you're willing. Seven volunteers. It won't hurt, I promise. If you just come up and and stand shoulder to shoulder. And I want to give you a pattern, a formula that we do see in Scripture. Some passages do have a pattern. If we do this and if we do this, then this will result. It's not always that way, but we do have that pattern. Seven volunteers for Jesus. Don't be ashamed. It won't hurt you, I promise. You all get to participate even if you're seated. You're okay. You're all right? Seven volunteers. Seven volunteers. What, what, What do we have? One, two, three. Four or five. I need two. Listen, lunch awaits. It's up to you. Two more volunteers. Two more. Come on. I recognize some of you from the past. Shall I call on you? Sneaking up behind. All right. There you go. There you go. One more. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Perfect. Here we go. So this is what is going to happen. All right. Here's the pattern. We see this in this passage. Remember this. This will help. I, I trust it'll help. We'll, we'll start with with Malcolm. Here's what you need to do. You need to point to uh, your watch or where a watch would be. And as you point, you simply and folks help him with this. You simply say the word time. All right. So point and you say time. Time. There it is. There it is. That's number one. Here, here's this one. It's going to be easy. All right. You need to simply make a plus sign, a plus sign like you're adding something. So Malcolm will say time and then you will say plus. All right. Here we go. 
Time plus. All right. Not everybody's playing. It's going to be okay. All right. Time plus. Here's what you need to do, my brother. You need to take your hands and open them like the Bible is being opened. And you say the word truth as you open. So it's time plus truth. Time plus truth. We've got three so far. Please and thank you. Time plus truth. All right. This one is another mathematical sign. I need you to simply say multiplied by making an X left or right out out or in front. It doesn't matter. Multiplied by. Can you do that for me? Multiplied by. Outstanding. Outstanding. (laughs) From the top. From the top. Here we go. Time plus truth multiplied by, oh, you're going to love this one. You're going to love this one. Standing in place, standing in place. I need you to take your arms and I need you to simply say, practice, practice, practice. Can you do that? Practice, practice, practice. Oh, I love it. You all can help. It's okay to help if you want to. From the top, time plus truth multiplied by practice, practice, practice. We're getting ready for the big finish. And so what you have to do, yours is yours is very important. You take your hands and point to this brother and say equals equals. All right. Equals. All right. Very good. Equals. Yours is going to be lovely. You're going to love this. I promise you. Okay. so take it from the top. What do we have? Plus truth multiplied by. Now, here's what you need to do, my friend. And you can do this however you want. Be as creative or not. I'm not going to force you. But you have to imagine and pretend that you are a tree or a or a, a potted plant, if you will. And so if you want to if you want to get down and do that, you, you can. You don't have to. Uh, grace, grace upon grace. But what you need to do is simply sprout from your pot, potted plant from your pot from the ground and grow and say spiritual maturity. These are branches. You're a tree growing. So you grow and say spiritual maturity. You're regretting this right now. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I believe in you and you can do it. So uh, spiritual maturity. You can even just say it and just put out a branch or two if you want. Whatever. There you go. All right. You want to practice it? Yeah. All right. There you go. He's on it. He's on it. On it. Yes. Okay. Here we go. From the top. This pattern is in Hebrews chapter 5. I hope you'll remember it. Yeah. Right there. Have a seat, everybody. Have a seat. Well done, well done. Listen, Scripture always doesn't do this, but in this passage we do see a pattern. We do see a pattern. What's your number? Time. How long have you known the Lord Jesus? As time marches by, we're supposed to be in His gym. Time plus truth. Multiplied by practice, practice, practice equals spiritual maturity. And if we do that, We'll dine on the good stuff, solid food. We'll be at home with the word of righteousness. And we'll be able to tell the difference between right and wrong. Father, help us. Help us, I pray, uh, to adhere to your word. May it be that we are not dull of hearing. May it be that we attitudinally do not say, I know it all. It's old news. I don't need to learn anymore. I'm not interested. I'm fine where I am. May we not be dull of hearing, heavy in the ears. 
But may it be, Father, that we realize how precious time is. And as it marches by, that we will spend time in your word. That we will spend time in it. That we will practice, practice, practice what it says. That we'll hide it in our hearts. That we'll meditate on it. That we'll uh, memorize it. That we'll obey it. And as a result, we will be able to grow. Father, help us to realize the the positive results of adhering to this pattern we see in Scripture. Solid food is for the mature. We can dine on the good stuff. We can be accustomed to, at home with, the word of righteousness. Father, we we can tell the difference. In a world that is indifferent, we can tell the difference between right and wrong. And may we be willing to stand up for these truths, we pray. So help us to remember this pattern and to put it into practice. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.